the governor didn't put out an executive recommendation. Dr. Wooten didn't put out a public health recommendation to be followed when it's convenient. These are orders and we're reaching a critical time in our county's public health history right now and I think the days of trying to get voluntary compliance are really over. Patients staying at home, social distancing, staying off work and not bringing that virus to one another is the absolute key. April is expected to be the make or break month in determining how bad the coronavirus pandemic gets in San Diego. Welcome to our ABC 10 News Coronavirus Impact Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and we're looking at the different ways the ongoing pandemic is having an effect on our community. In just a moment, we'll be hearing from an emergency medicine specialist from Scripps La Jolla on the front lines of our local response. First, though, a look at some of the top coronavirus headlines for Thursday, April 2nd. There are now 966 local cases of COVID-19. Today's numbers represent a jump of 117 cases from yesterday. County Health says we will see more than 1,000 cases in tomorrow's update. The county reported its 16th coronavirus death today, a 98-year-old woman. The county also reported its largest number of tests in a single day, more than 2,600. And with those numbers increasing, a new, maybe even more serious tone from county officials today. Uh, we're joined now from his home studio by 10 News anchor Steve Atkinson. Steve, you were monitoring the county news conference and what Sheriff Bill Gore had to say. Yeah, this was probably the most sobering press conference we've had so far. You know, yesterday, Supervisor Nathan Fletcher talked about how April was going to be such an important month if we're really going to uh, flatten the curve, if you will, that they've been talking about. Well, now they're getting serious with this, and Sheriff Bill Gore came on hand today to kind of talk about this, not only the social distancing, but the stay-at-home orders that we have. Uh, for example, let's say non-essential businesses. If you don't comply with these stay-at-home orders, now they're getting serious where, you know, you can, you can face a $1,000 fine uh, and, and time in jail. So they're really ramping things up with the county. Plus, uh, going into effect on Friday, uh, new measures that go above and beyond the normal sh social distancing we've already been told about. Yeah, they're going to start closing county parking lots. Now, every jurisdiction is a little bit different, but when, if anything involved with the county that they can do, they're going to close parking lots for their beaches or parks. Now, the whole idea is, you know, if you live close to the beach, if you live one, close to one of these parks, yes, you can go ride your bike. Yes, you can go walk in one of these areas or walk on the beach. What they're trying to do is avoid large numbers of people who might drive and go into those parking lots, and then you get a numerous people that are there, and you can't really have this social distancing. So it's all in the effort to try and make this thing work as we progress forward. And we're going to see a lot more face masks out there, but these are not necessarily the medical mask you'll run into in a hospital. No, no, no. They, they want to leave those N95s and the surgical masks for our healthcare providers. They're the ones that need those. And, and if we're using them, then that takes away from their supply. So, for example, uh, Dr. Wilma Wooten uh, with the county was talking about you can wear a bandana. You can even bring your turtleneck up over your face. As long as you can cover your nose and your mouth, it's recommended if you go out in public to have those now. And then essential businesses like, like grocery stores and convenience stores and gas stations, their employees are now going to be required to wear one of those um, when they interact with the public because uh, people have to go in and out of these places, such as a pharmacy. So pharmacists and, and the individuals who work behind the counters are going to have to have those. Steve, good information to know going forward. Thanks for joining us. All right. My pleasure, Ben. The captain who raised the alarm about coronavirus on a San Diego-based ship has been fired. 
Captain Brett Crozier wrote a letter Sunday asking the Navy to remove 90% of the crew from the USS Theodore Roosevelt. The ship, which is now in Guam, reportedly has around 100 coronavirus cases and will start evacuating healthy sailors tomorrow. The acting Navy secretary says Crozier did not take steps to prevent his letter from going to the media. A record-breaking 6,648,000 people filed for unemployment in the week ending March 28th amid the novel coronavirus pandemic, according to data released by the U.S. Department of Labor. The COVID-19 financial crisis has clobbered the U.S. economy, forcing thousands of businesses to shutter amid government-mandated stay-in-place orders. Before last week, when more than 3 million people filed for unemployment, the record high had been 695,000 claims in 1982. Starting tomorrow, small businesses can start applying for federal loans to keep paying their workers during the coronavirus crisis. Nearly $350 billion in loans will be available to small businesses, including sole proprietors. These loans are up to 100% forgivable as long as employers keep paying their workers. Got to take care of your workers. Those forgivable loans are designed to cover up to eight weeks of payroll and expenses, up to $10 million per business. A new report says San Diego is facing a shortage of health care workers. Compared to other major cities, San Diego has the seventh biggest shortage in the U.S. According to Self Financial, San Diego has about three medical personnel for every 100 people. That's below the national average. The study says Massachusetts has the highest number in the country. Nevada has the fewest. Just because we're practicing social distancing doesn't mean radar guns don't work. CHP officers say that with less traffic on the highway, many drivers are taking advantage by putting the pedal to the metal. The highest I've seen is 110 miles an hour. I've had numerous in the hundreds, in 101, 107, 105. Those were just some of the speeds recorded on the 5, 15, and 76 freeways in North County this week. Officers are still pulling drivers over and writing tickets. They're just using hand sanitizer and gloves to hand out those hefty fines. They're asking the public to slow down and stay safe. Well, we're finally getting an explanation as to why stores continue to be running out of toilet paper, even though new supplies keep arriving. While some panic buying and hoarding may account for the initial surge in purchases, the real explanation, according to Marker.com, lies in the supply chain. With so many people staying home every day, the vast supplies of industrial toilet paper at schools and businesses is going mostly unused, while home usage is up about 40%. But the thinner, rougher industrial toilet paper isn't packaged or marketed for home use, and producers can't just switch to the home style of toilet paper without significant disruptions. Put it all together, and now it makes more sense why Costco and Target and grocery stores can't seem to keep the TP on the shelves. ER doctors are on the front lines of America's response to the coronavirus pandemic. That includes docs here in San Diego who are gearing up for an April surge in COVID-19 patients. Dr. Sean Evans is an emergency medicine specialist at Scripps Memorial Hospital in La Jolla. He says San Diego is just starting to get a taste of what some other cities around the world are already experiencing. We are seeing critical illness. We're seeing critical COVID illness and it seems to be growing. Our ICUs are going to be impacted. Many of these patients require advanced life support and ventilation. These are challenging. We've now mastered our choreography in that regard, with regard to protecting staff and protecting the patient and making sure they get what they need. Ultimately, as time goes on, we'll see more of those patients. We have the resources at the moment and we have the ability to structure our planning within the hospital to accommodate them. 
but this is a process that's won based on the community's efforts to stay at home, social distance, and isolate when necessary or when someone has a suspected illness. On a daily basis, we're innovating patients and we're taking care of heavily viral patients. What this means is, is we're busy and we're taking care of patients in the best manner we can at this time. Dr. Evans says right now it is imperative to maintain social distancing practices or risk devastating consequences. San Diego's history as it pertains to this COVID outbreak is going to be written in the next two to three weeks. And this next two to three weeks with the public's cooperation, we can do fantastic things. Without the public's cooperation or with people becoming impatient or beginning to loosen their social distancing, we can be in a catastrophe as some of these other cities have experienced. We're very fortunate in San Diego because some of the density metrics for our lifestyle aren't appreciated here. We don't ride mass transit. We don't all share the same elevator button or the same hand railings or the same guardrails in a subway. But San Diego has the capacity to explode if we're not all careful and looking out for one another. One big question people have is what happens if they are experiencing serious enough coronavirus symptoms to require a trip to the hospital? A great deal of work has been done to protect both the public as well as patients here at the hospital. What's so important is to understand that when patients arrive, we're going to ask families for their phone number and to wait in the parking lot until we've determined whether someone will go home or not. As Soon as a patient arrives, they're greeted by a team of nurses who will do an initial screening. If somebody has minimal symptoms or concern for a viral illness, they'll be they will be sent to the tents behind us. They'll undertake screening, basic laboratory testing, as well as chest X-ray and EKG in some cases. From there, our hope is to return them home. For patients who are more ill, arrive by ambulance, it's critical that we have phone numbers for family contacts so that we can reach out. Those patients are also greeted, each of them individually, by a team of nurses to identify if they have any viral syndrome. If they have a viral syndrome in this environment, we take them to an overflow area called the COVID-19 emergency department. It's a separate care pathway for viral patients that we've built. Through putting up walls, advanced signage, and precautions that are designed to benefit both the patient as well as the treatment staff, these isolated units exist within the hospital to protect the patients, the staff, and anyone entering our healthcare community. Scripps not only has a procedure in place for patients, but they're also trying to keep family members in the loop. For the community, think of areas as COVID hotspots, and certainly the hospital would qualify as one. As such, we'd ask that visitors not enter the hospital. We have a no visitation policy for their protection. We'll always work with families to keep them visually engaged through their phones and speaking to their patients in a time of crisis, and we'll absolutely give updates as necessary. What's so important is the understanding that we're doing this for the protection of everyone in an area like a hospital that's a COVID hotspot. And we hope that everybody understands that with part of the distancing and not allowing visitors, that doesn't mean that they can't FaceTime or Skype or chat with them. It just simply means that we've got to protect the community as well and not have people free floating in and out of this hospital. Please understand that we'll do everything for your family members in your absence in effect, will become part of your family. As for fellow doctors, nurses, and other hospital workers, Evan says they're ready for whatever comes their way. As an emergency physician here at Scripps Memorial La Jolla, I'm proud to say we're prepared, more so than we've ever been. We've taken fundamentals in our physical plant. 
We've built out spaces for COVID and viral patients at this time, and we've done everything to keep staff safety. At this point, we're on the front lines. We're the COVID hotspot. We arrive here every day. We're proud to take care of the community. And what I would say is we're here for you. We're here for you, but we need your help. Ultimately, this disease outbreak is going to be proven in its history by the cooperation of you in the public. Patients staying at home, social distancing, staying off work, and not bringing that virus to one another is the absolute key. Finally, it's my goal to wrap up our podcast with a little good news, even if it may seem hard to come by at times. If you're missing baseball and rooting for the Padres, check out the virtual game of the week every Friday morning at 10 a.m. radio station 97.3 The Fan, where I happen to co-host the Ben and Woods Morning Show. We'll stream a simulated game against a different opponent using the very realistic MLB The Show video game. Radio hosts and fans from both teams will log on to the 97.3 The Fan Facebook page to watch the matchup and provide running commentary. We did this on opening day, and you'd be surprised how intense it gets, especially with no actual live sports to turn to during the pandemic. 10 News is tracking the number of coronavirus cases in San Diego County. Just go to 10news.com and click on our local COVID tracker. There you can find the breakdown of local cases by age and gender. You can also see the geographic location using our interactive map. We also have a list of resources, including how you can help those in need of supplies and how to identify coronavirus symptoms. Just go to 10news.com or download our free 10 News mobile app. That's all for today. I'm Ben Higgins. And remember, we're all in this together.